in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Top 10 Show. I am John Roca. I am Matt Nost. And uh, we got some, we got a fun list of countdown here brought to you by one of our uh, Boss Hog patrons, Matt. Uh, this was a great suggestion. We had a bunch of things to choose from. Tons. I loved this one. And, uh, you know, this led to a lot of possibilities. And it was really hard paring down this list. Um. Yeah, you can keep going deeper and deeper and deeper the more you think about it. Like, oh, yeah, what about this one? Okay, was how unexpected was it? Right, right. Was it truly un- – like there's one that's a great one, but I knew it was inevitable after a certain point. Mm. It's like, yes, it was unexpected happened, I guess, in this moment, so to speak. Right. But the more I thought about it, I was like, I can't include that one. It wasn't really that unexpected to me. Um, yeah. It's just tons of different choices. Yeah, yeah. It just great topic suggestion. Who is the one who suggests the topic from our list? Uh, yes, from uh, a patron over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Uh, so this month we chose Christopher Brockman mm-hmm. when he submitted. So he submitted us like four or five different suggestions. He did. And we liked a couple of them. And this is the one we settled on. We're like, that, that sounds interesting. We've never done anything like that. We haven't. Uh, and so it's nice because you'll be talking about the movies, but it's more so perhaps just the scenes themselves or what actually transpired to make it on the list, yeah. this list. Uh, and we will get to Mr. Brockman's uh, list later on after we've gone through our two, yeah. after him submitting that topic. And thank you to Chris Alexakos and uh, Clay Williams, Joe Abara, Kristen Smith, and Mr. Matt Hasso yeah. for everything that they do for us over here at the show. And at the end of it, today is Patreon shout-out today. Oh. So we will get you your shout-outs at the end of this show. Yeah. All kinds of stuff happening. Once again, over at patreon.com <laughs> forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. You can join in on the fun, guys. Come on. Come on. How can you argue that, for God's sakes? Uh, so, yeah, the subject is, or the topic today is top 10 surprising movie deaths. I think yes. I've got that right. Or unexpected. Unexpected movie death. So there you go. Top 10. Was it unexpected or surprising? Slash. Unexpected okay. is what he submitted. All right. Top 10 unexpected movie deaths. Really, it's the same thing. It me. is. It is. So, um, yeah, this was fun. Like Matt said, a lot of things to choose from, uh, a lot of different ways. Like what was your mentality going into the movie as the movie yeah. was going along? What's your mentality? All that jazz. So uh, there you go. <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, and thank you to uh, you know Christopher submit for submitting the idea. We uh, yeah. we enjoyed it thoroughly, and we were now going to barrel right into this bad boy. Yeah, let's do this thing. Um, uh, so my number ten, lot to choose from. Wait, Matt, do you want to tell them how the show works? Well, what how the show works, John? <laughs> is I'm trying to multitask doing five different I know. things. I see that. Yeah, you were right. It's surprising movie deaths. Mm. Okay, top ten surprising. Surprising. Movie That's what I was looking up. I was like, let me double check. I'm, I'm, you know. Yeah, it's fair. It's he, he submitted it. He it, supports us. I want to make sure we get it right. Absolutely. Especially for the title. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, sure. We're a fucking professional over here. Yes, well said. Uh, exactly. Certainly a high run organization. Highly run. 
Um, so uh, the way the show works is once we set a topic or Mr. Christopher Brockman sets a topic, yeah. we go our individual ways, create personal top ten list, show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top ten list, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom. This Le- this like we said before. I don't know if we're going to have any commonality. I, we'll, I'm assuming we'll have a couple. Okay. But I would not be surprised if we have seven different between yeah. us or eight different between us. Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, so anyway, 10 for me is uh, – it was a struggle. Okay. There's a lot of things going on, a lot of choices to have. It, who's going to make it on? Who's not? Right. But it was Captain John Miller from Saving Private Ryan. Oh, Tom okay. Hanks. All right. Because I figured, yes, they may pick off, but Tom Hanks is going to be there in the end. And when he turns to Matt Damon's character, Private Ryan, yeah. and he's like, earn this. And it has such an emotional impact of we've already seen like Vin Diesel died yeah. and Giovanni Ribisi died. Yep. And they're slowly getting picked off one by one. So who's going to make it out on the other end? And is Ryan going to make it? I mean that's obviously the point of the story. Right. But you assume the old man, it, at least I did, initially yeah, that going it was, in. that it was Tom Hanks. It was Tom Hanks. Yeah. And when you realize at that moment, you're like, oh, my God, it's not him. Yeah. Please earn this. It makes everything else so much more impactful when he finally does the reveal of who he is because he's trying to safeguard that because he wants to go home to the world he's protected yeah. and trying to keep safe. And it's just over and over and over again. But in that moment when it wasn't Tom Hanks, I was like, holy shit. Mm. I was expecting – You know, it's not like it's some massive, huge plot twist you know, Shyamalan style. But you have certain expectations and the movie has met it by and large throughout. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this one you just assume it's going to keep going. It's like, oh, OK. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I wasn't 100 percent surprised. But then again, it was still shocking that uh, they decided to kill off Tom Hanks. They, they, you rarely kill off your like every man leading man. So yeah. uh, and he was the leading man of that movie. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, and they all defer to him as actors mm-hmm. but within you know the context of the story. But you could tell. Yeah, they realize like we're part of an ensemble, and Tom Hanks is at the lead. We're Absolutely. all going to be on our A game. Yeah, uh, and Spielberg's behind the camera. Like this is, it doesn't get any more, you know, right. amazing, prestigious than this. Yeah, agreed. Uh, uh, all right, what's your number nine? Nine was uh, Private Pile from Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> Good, that's cool. Okay, well, nice in choice. that surprising because the shock of it. Yeah, yeah, totally. You think he's going to go postal full on, right? Um, the fact that it's Modine and Modine was kind of one of the few people that stood up for him and when yeah. he had to betray him in essence, it was like – you know, it just – it's kind of one of those things of when a guy's getting his ass whooped and the, the dude that's doing the ass whooping is like, just stay down. Yeah. Just stay down. The dude has to get back up. Right. Modine was trying to do that like you have to play by the rules here. This is a fucking Lord of the Flies situation. Understand what the rules are. Yeah. It's the only one at least attempting to help him. Yeah, because everyone had just kind of given up on him and yeah. and then – they do that so party and that kind of changes everything for Pyle, but you don't know that it's going to lead to that moment. No. You know? And in that microcosm, as I do analysis of that movie now, watching it later, it's like in that that just that moment from the soap party to the suicide is a little window into what sometimes can happen in the world of men. This idea of we're going to beat the sensitivity out of you yes. and then even though you're a sensitive guy – but down the road, you might snap and kill yourself or kill someone else because we didn't understand how to navigate your emotional journey. So we're just going to fucking overall judge you for it and berate you to the point where you bury it or sit on it until it explodes. Or you learn to deal with it. Like, Not from a soap party. That doesn't help you no, deal with it. but to like 
hey, you need to fit into your uh, uh, a square peg. This yeah. is a round hole. And sometimes banging with soap will at least get you through that freaking hole. <laughs> yeah, I guess. If you're built a certain way. Yes. yes. But, uh, for other people, I'm just thinking I know somebody that was a comic that we all knew. And he hadn't mm-hmm. really had a strong group of friends throughout like all high school. Yeah. So socially, he didn't know how to interact with large groups of guys. Oh, right. So we all mercilessly broke his balls. Yeah. And a couple guys was just – it was so bad. But it's one of those of we're catching you up on what – you should already have a thick hide. Yeah, right, that right. we built up over – I've been called worse by better. And just like – you need this. We're not doing it out of disrespect. Right. We're just basically catching you up on no. the previous eight years you should have had. Yeah, you always had your own soap party on him. Uh, verbally? <laughs> yeah, yes. That's what I mean, verbally. But if yeah. they, by the end of it, he was cool. you know, breaking by, understood. It's just like, look, if I'm taking the time yeah. to sit here and think about you to come up with an insult, it means I like you. <laughs> if I don't like you, I, you know, if I yeah. know you I, and I'm not breaking your balls on some level, yeah. certain people you don't do it with. Right, right, right. right. But others, you jab in there. Of course. It's like Snyder when we were walking in. Oh, yeah. Just a stupid cut down, and I then I cut him down back, and mm-hmm. it's just fun. I love messing with Snyder like pieces. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. It, it, was, it was shocking when it, I remember being in theater when it happened, and I was like, oh, my God. Uh, and uh, the brutality of the suicide as well, and the way it sprays against the wall, oh. and the blood, and the uh, brain pieces or matter yeah, or against the, the white yeah. subway tile that's yeah. behind him, yep. and Matthew Modine's just. Completely honest look of shock. You could even do two for one there shooting yeah. the drill sergeant was shocking as well. But once you see him take him out, I, on some level, the first time he's like, does he go right. out and take out his other right. antagonists from this world? And he just, Modine, you're fine. Stay out of my way. I'm right. taking out, you know, I'm taking out Rascal or Joker or, well, he was Joker. Cowboy. Or Cowboy yeah, or, or Snowball. Snowboy. Yeah, yeah, nice yeah, pull. Yeah. Um, yeah. I certainly because then there's Texas, but the dude isn't from Texas. No. And there's, yeah, all that shit. Puppet snowballs, huh? Um, all right, what's number eight? My number eight is uh, Bambi's mom. <laughs> Bambi. Great choice, man. As a kid, I knew something bad was coming. Yeah. But at the same time, it's still like, oh, oh man, really? <laughs> and boom! Now, years later, so that was, um, there's a change within Disney from the story perspective of mm-hmm. more often than not, the mom is dead. Right. Or dies. Yeah. But it's because of Walt Disney, through carbon monoxide poisoning in a house he bought his parents, killed his uh, – the carbon monoxide killed his mom. I believe yeah. that's what it is. And yeah. he always took – you know, felt guilt over that mm-hmm. and felt like he's the one that made that happen. Right. So like, dude, that's impossible to realize. It's easy to me – for any of us to be on the outside, being like, you shouldn't do that. Right. But I can't imagine what that's – you know – so to see him kind of bring that to on a Freudian level, the screen now looking back at it, like, oh, wow, man, was that cathartic? Was that – did this help you heal and grow and – Yeah. In the context of this kid's movie that's – you got to grow up and it's a coming of age on some level of Bambi. But as it navigates the world now without a parent. Yeah. So like it's it's a fucking brutal movie for a kid's movie. Well, it ended up becoming a blueprint because like through through even through the 90s while Disney was – had passed on – Still had the mom, you know, being dead or not part of the world yeah, or, for yeah, a long yeah. time. Gone or whatever the case is. Yeah, yeah. It was a consistent theme within Disney. Certainly. Said it early and often. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, the My number 10 is uh, uh, Scatman Crothers in The Shining. I thought about it. It was oh. very close. I mean, this one. You want to know about surprising? <laughs> yeah. Out of nowhere. You knew he axe. was probably going to die. Right. Well, yes and no. Like, you knew something was going to happen. 
Was Danny going to save him or not? Yes. When he was walking down in that kitchen. And kill his, can his shining do anything in this situation? Right. Maybe it like could tap into a power of since it's this fucking psycho, yeah. kinetic, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Uh, I knew he was dying. Okay. Just you can't come in this late in the movie and then suddenly you're going to swoop in and be the hero. <laughs> That's not going to happen. But the way in which he That's dies. That's what I mean. That's what's surprising. surprising, yeah. It like is. Him swinging that axe out of nowhere and then right into his chest. Oh, and brilliant. you're just like, oh, my God, no. And Danny's reaction to it as well, the scream, the silent scream. Yeah. Oh, so good. Dude, uh, so I went to – when we went to Barcelona, Yeah. we went to this place, uh, but it was closed for the day. And we're like, ah, oh, what else is it doing? I looked it up and at the the basically one of the colleges, they were having a Stanley Kubrick from oh, his okay. estate. They have a moving exhibit. So it happened to be in Barcelona, so I went to see that, and the, all the Shining stuff yeah. was so fascinating to me. That's my probably my favorite of his. Yeah, but to see the maze, yeah. to see the actual typewriter with some of the pages in it, or the the sweater, the rocket sweater mm-hmm. that Danny wore, and all these little like, oh my god, this room is creeping me out. This is so incredible <laughs> that you have made this piece of art. Yeah, and the fact that Stephen King disowns it. I don't know if he full on disowns it, but he, he does. Yeah. He hates it. It's the worst. I know he hates it. Yeah. But it's like, damn, dude, that's until it. Yeah. I don't. Oh. It's tough for me to find. Well, I would say Dead Zone's a good. I like Dead Zone as a good interpretation of his stuff. Christine, I guess you could take or leave. Depends. Or Cujo, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, or, they're, they're fine. Yeah, but Stand By Me is good. That's Stand By Me, Needful Things. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank. Yeah. Yeah, you want to go short stuff. story. Yeah. Then you got Green Mile. Yeah, better, yeah. better reactions there than the longer ones. So, yeah. I get your point, definitely. Uh, all right, num- my number nine is uh, Vincent Vega from Pulp Fiction. Okay, solid yeah. choice. I was so surprised. I mean, it's John Travolta. It's his comeback movie. He's cool as shit. And then out of nowhere, he comes out of that toilet, and there's Bruce Willis with the fucking right, with the uh, machine gun, whatever, and does him in. And I'm just like, what just happened? And then, of course, you find out, you know, that that's all out of time and out of joint. But, like, he ends the movie with Samuel L. Jackson, but it's almost, like, tragic because you know what's going to happen to him. No matter how funny or cool this last vignette is, yeah. he's going to end up getting shot after taking a dump in the fucking bathroom. That's a shame. It is, but at the same time, if you knew Tarantino movies, you're like, well, people got to start dying. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> There's an inevitability here to a lot of these story threads. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, the, I mean, it's less so than most of his movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess it does keep you guessing. Yeah, yeah, it was just right on the cusp of there are others I was more shocked by. Yeah, that's fair. That just this thing was so asymmetrical that the fact that this happens yeah. it didn't leave me so disjointed. I was like, oh, okay, that character dies there. Moving yeah. on. Uh, oh, for me it did because I'm a massive Travolta fan. So having him like die in that moment, I was like, what the fuck? So pretty cool. Uh, all right, then my number eight is uh, Kevin Spacey in L.A. Confidential. Good choice. Yeah, this is one that came late as I was building the list. Okay. Um, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, right. Uh, and he is, uh, you know, he's just sitting there having that conversation with James Cromwell. And the whole time, you're like, you're not sure if you like Kevin Spacey's character in that movie. Yeah, he's playing both sides, yeah. kind of. And he's kind of an opportunist and he's like about, you know, making the money and blah, blah, blah. 
And then like, he has that crisis of conscience and he's like, no, I want to actually be a detective. I want to stop being made fun of for being on that show because, right, that makes sense. Yeah, you're popular and you're famous to all the outside people. But in your own crew of people, you're an outcast for doing that kind of shit. Yeah. You, you're, you're fodder for being made fun of. So he's like, no, I, I want to work on this case, get, get my credibility back a little bit as a cop or as a detective. And damn, it leads him into this moment with James Cromwell. He's making him tea. Cromwell turns around and just boom, boom. And you're like, fuck. I was just shocked. I remember being shocked in the movie theater. And then Spacey does such a great – look, I know he's persona non grata for a lot of people and I respect that. But this performance is what I'm talking about. And him doing the short breaths as he's dying, genius acting. I've never seen that before. Uh, And then saying the Rolo Tomasi thing, genius. All of it. Just genius. (laughs) If you could just sum it up, it's genius. Small moments mean a lot and they, they, they convey do. to me a real actor, you know? Yeah. It just it, – it's weird that you're going to have to do that caveat now yep. with him. Yeah. It's Every time. It is. But it's he like brought no it on Gibson. himself. He brought it on himself? He did. Yeah. I'm not – you know, we're, neither of us is apologizing for no, him or his all. actions or anything that transpired. Mm-hmm. It's just – it's going to come up. Yeah. The guy's been in him and Mel. Especially yeah. for guys of our age. Yeah. Just like, uh, unfortunately, he lives in a certain part of my favorite movies. It really sucks. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, uh, thankfully, Bill Cosby did no good movies. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to worry about that at all. <coughs> I would counter with Uptown Saturday Night, but we don't have time to get into that. Uh, right, you're not going to happen. You know what I mean? Captain EO, not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. Nope. I know others are just like, oh, sing along the songs, and I love going to see it every time I go to Disney. Nah. Nah. Nah, I've, I've seen it a couple times, and it was just as mediocre, if not worse, the second time than it was, because at least I was a kid on the first one. Yeah. And But even then, I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. What are just you doing? dumb. What are you doing in this, Joe Pesci? Uh, all right, what's your number seven? Uh, seven is Wash from Serenity. Oh yeah! If you don't, I think if I had watched the show, was a fan of the show. Okay, the death would have affected me because people were super pissed that they did this to Tudyk. That's the thing. I had watched the show because there was so much. You got to see this. There was only yeah. one season. Really sucks. And I got to it a few years after it had been off because somebody handed me the entire season right. on DVD. So I watched it. And I was like, wow, they were right. That was really fun. Yeah, and then. Finally, you know, it became one of those things of movies could get made if enough of a groundswell because of the internet. Yeah, yeah. Enough people will be like, I would go see this, I would go see this, and they built fervor for it. So they make it. I was excited at that point. It's like, yeah. this is awesome. If this is even remotely profitable, they can make a second, a third. And when right. he finally has his demise, you're like, that was one of the most normal relationships in all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've taken it away and just, you know, I'm a, a, a leaf on the wind. Yeah. As he's expiring, it's just a beautiful callback within the dialogue of him earlier almost you know, trying to, to navigate the plane and all that. But yeah. the, he got there, everybody's safe, and he is a leaf on the wind. Like ultimately, that's his job. He yeah. needs to get them there safe himself as well if he can. But yeah. the primary concern is I got to get them there. Yeah. Fuck, man. When he just – the camera pulls back a little bit and there's just some like metal hunk coming through him. And yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that one that one got me in what, the theater. What's your favorite part of that movie? Do you have a favorite part of that movie? Like, I don't know because when I go back to favorite parts, it's from the TV show. Okay, okay. So I really like this scene. Now knowing <clears throat> with the with the budget of the movie they had, yeah. Oh, I'd love that scene even more. Right, right. If they did it with this kind of budget, can you imagine just cleaning up these effects a tiny bit? Yeah. Or adding a little bit more to this world, but uh, you're just shocked. 
because you're like because I knew because I watched the movie without having seen the series, but I knew in that like I knew he was a revered character from a lot of people. Yeah. So them to make that because two people died in that movie to make that decision. Oh yeah, him and preacher. Right to make that decision, you're like, oh shit, like why? But it was it, but it was keeping in character what people said about the series that the series was that real. And that cool because it would make those kinds of decisions. Well, I mean, nobody really died of the main characters during the series. No, but I mean, like interesting choices yeah. with their with the show. So yeah, to have them I, do you know, that. I liked in the movie the <clears throat> explanation of what are they called, Reavers? Yeah, Reavers. That it was a failed terraforming incident mm-hmm. or something. So it's their own problem. They've created this cancer that is now infecting the galaxy, in essence, or the universe. Right. Depending on how quickly they spread, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah That'd be yeah. really impressive, though. <laughs> as far as we know, the infinite nature of it. Good luck, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it's not going to happen. Nope, nope. Uh, I mean, I, I like that. It just after all that build up, and then the movie comes out, and you think in my head going into it, I hope this makes enough to where they could do right. some sort of a sequel, right? Or bring back the TV show and then take out somebody that universally everyone liked because he was always yeah. he's, he's he's the same in every movie. He's utterly likable mm-hmm. in everything he does. He really is. Yeah. It's impressive, even when he's a fucking rooster in Moana. (laughs) As far as dumb sidekicks go, I actually enjoyed that one. I love him as King Candy. He is hilarious as King Candy in uh, Ragged Ralph. Uh, All right, that was your number seven. What's your number six, right? Uh, Yeah, that was my seven. My six is Tracy Mills from Seven. Oh, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Yes, that's my number six as well. Ah, perfect timing. Yeah, man. When you piece it together, what's going on? What's in the box? Oh. What's in the box? If he hadn't been that, if he hadn't done that cheesy fucking bullshit, I think that m- moment would have been even more powerful and overwhelming and shocking. Really? Him yeah. breaking down what's in the box? That yeah. didn't. People be- made fun of it so much that it lost its power. Uh, it's... But it's still a great moment when you realize what it is. Man. Oh, who it is. Really? Because his acting in that, <clears throat> when he's looking down and he pulls the gun back up mm-hmm. and he's trying to dissuade himself of. Wrath. Yeah. Become wrath. Yeah. And you'll be part of my story. When he closes his eyes and exactly. shit. Oh. It closes the loop on this epic story that people are going to be talking about for centuries. Yeah. Close the loop. Close the loop. You know, he knows he'll do it. Yep. And it's fucking so impressive because as much – every fiber of your moralistic being wants to say don't shoot him. Yeah. But I cannot imagine what it would be like if I had the head of my wife oh. in a box delivered to me by the guy I've been trying to chase and put behind bars because he's killing people in my city. Yeah. I think you fire that fucking dog. Yeah, you do. You take what comes with it too. Yeah. Because if nothing else, you've eradicated this piece of dog shit off the earth. Yeah. I d- so he doesn't do it again. I, I I don't even know how vindictive I might go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, fair. Shoot off a toe. Shoot off something else. Oh, you mean you shoot. might take your time with yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Maybe not while Morgan Freeman I want is you, there. Yeah, I want you to experience as much physical pain as the emotional pain that I'm going to go through over the rest of my life. Yeah, I don't disagree with you on that one. I, I know, but it's it. like, uh, but if you don't, then he doesn't get what he wants, and then they'll execute him anyway. I realize that's not as fulfilling in the moment. Yeah, but once you realize that it's her fucking head in the yeah. box, yeah, man, like, wow, it's one of those because it's one of those films. Yeah, and I get why people push back on films like this sometimes. You know, where the female character is presented in a certain way, but there is a thing about it that I think works in this movie and still works when you see it, like. She is her own character. She's her own person. Yeah. Yeah, she's married to David, but she's trying to figure out where she belongs. And when she has that um, 
<clears throat> conversation with Morgan Freeman in the diner, you really fall in love with her in that moment. Like she's beautiful. She's beautiful as a person. Like when they're having the dinner for the first time with Morgan Freeman in their apartment and the train's going by and they're having the wine. Like, like you, you feel sympathy for her because she's with David and she's trying to be the nice wife and David's kind of like the abrasive young guy. And you've met people like that. Women who yeah. are a little lost. They get with some dude who's got a little bit of direction. Met dudes like that. Yeah, yeah, fair. And then – but when she has that – Moment in the diner with Morgan Freeman when she tells him about the fact that she's pregnant. She doesn't know if she wants to tell David and she wants to maybe go back to where they came from. And he says if you decide – and she wants to maybe abort the child because she doesn't want to torture the child in this world. Yeah. So this fucker not only killed his wife. He killed the mom, a potential mom. Hey, well, and your unborn child. <clears throat> and the unborn child. Oh, you didn't know? Yeah. You're like – Oh, dude! Yeah, that was the that was the moment. Oh, dude! That's the moment, man. When, and then when he realizes that Morgan Freeman knows, yeah. Oh man! <laughs> Not okay. I changed my mind. Never mind. That makes sense for him to go. Oh, oh, god! It does. Oh. Well, just then, like, oh. it's the look in his eyes because they're just they're quivering. Yeah, and he's trying to. His whole world has unraveled. Yep. right before him that quickly. Yep. And a future that he didn't know had was taken from him yep. with a child. And because he thought that he had the upper hand. Yeah. The whole time making fun of him in the car, you're a fucking T-shirt. No one's going to remember you, blah, exactly. blah, blah. And the whole time the, uh, Smugly he, he fucking knows what's coming. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Freeman the whole way out. John, this doesn't seem like you. Yeah. Like, you know, what's totally, with the game? Totally trying to get him out. Yeah. yeah, trying to draw this fucking viper out. Yep, yep. Knowing that just like, dude, you don't do this unless you got a kill shot. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it's it's it just – it's amazing how well that holds up. Yep. All these years later. I think it's – well, it always battles with Zodiac as my favorite of Finchers. Seven and, and uh, Zodiac are always battling as my favorite. Yeah, I mean kind of the same you know, material on yeah. some level. Zodiacs. It's just su- such a surreal idea that this individual just kind of – Wandered off. Yeah. We don't know what happened to him. And you know that going into it that it's going to be an unfulfilling experience. Mm-hmm. But the whole time, he's, it's so well-crafted, you think they might know. Yeah. Like as yeah. Gyllenhaal is getting deeper and deeper, you start believing the – it was definitely this dude. Yeah. It was definitely – you love puzzles. You figured this out. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so good. But yeah, but I don't know. Seven is so effective in that it's a beautifully simple premise. Yeah. Of the seven deadly sins. And brutally done. Yeah. You know, with no no punches pulled at all, and some real like when he, well, we you know we could do a whole thing on it. It's so good. All right, <clears throat> that's uh, that your number my six. six. So my number seven is Goose in Top Gun. Oh, that's a slight punt. Okay, fine, fair. What's your what's your five? What's your oh that was your six? Seven, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my five mm-hmm. is oh old Goose. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, I was fifteen when I saw this movie. Sixteen the first time when he died. Fuck, man. I remember just being like broken in the theater because he was such a cool dude. And you're like, this is not the kind of film where you need someone to die. Like, you, it's just no, not. It's not. But something had to be the uh, inciting incident for him to finally grow the fuck up. Yeah. And unfortunately, it had to be his best friend Anthony getting Edwards killed. Anthony Edwards. To... Yeah. Had to get his head like, uh, you know, and it was an accident. It was a total accident. Nobody was at fault. It yeah, just, it was a faulty canopy. It was a faulty canopy, and it wasn't. But like, damn that! And and the the score is great. Uh, the you know the haunting score, and then him yelling, "No goose, no God, no!" God, and him holding him in the water. Like all of it was great, man. I was 
<clears throat> what year did this come out? 1986? Yeah, 86. So I was seven in the theater. <laughs> and Goose dies. And it blew my mind. Yeah. It utterly blew my mind. Couldn't believe the Goose was dead. He was just singing at the piano with yeah. Meg Ryan. He's, he's just with Meg Ryan. His kid had just yeah. come to visit him. And he was the one holding Maverick together the whole time till that moment. Right? He's like, he's like, dude, you know, I'll play the games with you, but man, like, I can't keep, you can't keep going up there trying to fight against your dad's uh, vision, man. I'm just trying to get out of here. I'm trying to graduate. Yeah. That's all I want to do because I got a family, motherfucker. You're running off playing rebel games. I got something bigger that I got to worry about. Well, you got a death wish. Yeah. 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 You know, you're living fast and loose as a young man sometimes just want to do. Right. But I have other responsibilities. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it had no no business being in that movie. Yeah, it was so effective. It really was. I just remember watching that opening scene where uh, Tom Cruise starts singing, and as a kid, I was like, "Oh, so this is like what really cool dudes do, huh? <laughs> like at a bar." It's like I can see how this totally would work. Start singing, and everybody joins with you. Like, dude, you oh, yeah you must get all the girls. Like, <laughs> that's how it's done. Being seven, not knowing. Yeah, it's like it's huge gestures like that, and oh yeah, totally. There is my top ten films, which is you know like Godfather and Lawrence. Then there's my top ten favorite films, and Top Gun is in the top ten favorite films ever made. It really is. Well, I, yeah, it's the rewatchable factor is it never goes away. Um, in fact, coming back from Houston for the Schmodown, watched it on the plane on my computer from beginning to end because I love it. I love the damn movie. Okay, yeah, I don't. I mean. I fast forward through parts now. Oh, really? Oh, all the silhouetted love making. Oh, that's scenes. right. You talk about so that. fucking stupid. No, stop it. Uh, it's love. It's real love. Man. It's real love. That's what love looks like. To put a lesbian and oh, a oh, potentially gay man behind a I... silhouetted shot. So we have to what? Imagine uh, the chemistry that they at 15, have between at fifteen. The... You don't know what I say. When I when I saw it, I didn't know what was going on. Oh, dude, it was so painful. It was painful for me as a kid watching in the theater, and it's been painful every every time watching it since. since. It's not in no way is that what what romance is. All right. It's fucking him showing up on a motorcycle. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> utterly ridiculous. Whereas everything with the jets, the interactions with the yeah. flight school. I love the the tete-a-tete they have there. Yeah. But just the getting back to – no, fuck off. <laughs> and the music. The music is great. Oh, You're so insane. bad. You're insane. So bad. All right. Uh, then my number five is uh, General Zod in Man of Steel. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that was – because Superman doesn't kill. He does not kill. And that moment when he snaps the neck, surprising doesn't necessarily have to be negative. So, and to me, in this moment, I was shocked. I was surprised that they made this decision, first of all, as an origin thing for for Superman. And to have him snap the dude's neck, his last remaining connection to Krypton, just the level of it was insane to see it, to see him do it. And the, the scream that comes out of Cavill when he realizes what he had to do is fantastic. That entire moment. And so for me, I put it up there because like the gutsiness to have Superman kill in an origin movie was like, what? So, Yeah, I, you know, I don't have the stakes with Superman that you do. Yeah, yeah. So surprising. I thought it was a great choice. Yeah. I find oh, sure. You can say it's a great choice. Absolutely. I don't disagree with that. Well, I was shocked. Not as someone that cares about the canon of Superman. Oh, doesn't okay, kill. okay, okay. So it made sense to me in that, that it's like, look, innocent 
individuals are going to die unless you step in in this moment. You're the only person that can. Mm-hmm. And if you assess the situation as the only way to stop him is to do this, to save innocent lives, yeah. makes sense to me. That's superhero to me. You unfortunately have to make choices that aren't popular every once and again for the greater good. Yeah. Um, you just hope that the greater good is actually the greater good. <laughs> true. Very yeah. true. Hence, uh, what is it? Brightburn. Yeah. You know, it can go the other way. Yeah. Or the Red Sun thing. What if he grew up in communist Russia instead right. of over here? Um, true. So. Very true. All right. What's your number? Four. Uh, four was uh, Ellie from Up. Ellie. Oh, Okay. Just because they meet his kids. Yep, yep totally. She's growing choice. up and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, shit. Like she's gone. Yeah. She's gone. She didn't say but two words after like they were kids and they were just put together. And it's this silent montage in essence of them growing and having all these dreams and ideas about where they want to go and then putting it off because they have to, you know, I think they have to fix a tire at one point and they yeah. got to like – uh, the fix the house yeah. and they have this fun that they keep building up to make that dream trip to go down to Paradise Falls. Yeah. And, uh, you know, life got in the way and they get to the, the old, these old people and he buys her the tickets to finally take that trip, cash it in. And she dies before and she hands him the book of you now go off and live the adventure that yeah. we always wanted. And he moved inward. Yeah. And then you go into the fantastical talking dogs bullshit after that. <laughs> it is. <laughs> There's there's the bones of a good movie in there. The opening ten minutes is beyond amazing. It is beyond amazing. But enough okay. squeaky fucking voices <laughs> for a Tom and Jerry like knockoff. Yeah. And it's just like I don't I don't need this in the slightest. <laughs> but to have that kind of emotional impact yeah. and to kill her off so quickly and just like, holy shit. Yeah. This is the start of like what what a surprising death. Yeah. It's a hell of a choice. That's fair. Uh, all right, so uh, my number four is uh, Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. Okay, I knew yeah. he was coming back. So right, I hadn't read the movie in forever, or read the books in forever. So when he dies, I was shocked. Like I had just didn't remember, and the way he dies too is just incredible. Like him just like hanging because you think he's going to handle this thing. You shall not pass the whole jam, and then when he climbs up and he goes, "Fly, you fools." Yeah. Fly. And then he gets sucked down. Or is and, it run, you fools? No, it's fly. Fly, you is fools. It? Okay. And then he uh, – and then uh, what's his face? Bilbo – or Frodo's reaction is Bilbo. Bilbo Frodo. Frodo, right? Frodo's reaction. You're yeah. just like, Frodo. holy shit. And he's like, no. All of that. It just I was shocked. So even I guess though, I'd forgotten. Even though we may not remember that, like – they all got that tattoo symbolizing that it was seven yeah. because they had shot three movies together. And I knew that Ian McKellen had a tattoo uh, before going into it. Right. Why would you get that if you only shot the first movie? Fair point. And you're in all the discussion of they shot three movies at the same time together. Mm-hmm. So I knew his character was going back. Uh, and then once I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. I didn't read the books. Right, but right. I had people – like we watched the Rankin – was it Rankin Bass? Yeah, Rankin Bass. Um the cartoons and whatnot, mm-hmm. and I knew uh, some of the stories, but n- in no way am I, you know, right. Stephen Colbert who can break down. Yeah, I know. Right? Elven language of some, tr- you know, tribe or whatever it is that <laughs> yeah. you've never heard of, and you're like, dude, you got so nerdy in this world. <laughs> and there are people that are even nerdier about it than you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, but it's I look when he dies, it's a you know, it's a hero. Oh moment. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. All right. So what's your number three? 
Uh, three is Tommy DeVito from Goodfellas. Joe Pesci. Oh, shit. Great choice. Didn't see it coming. Yeah, that's a great choice. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. Oh, shit. Like, they're opening the books. Listen, they got to trace your family back to the old country, Sicily. Yeah. And, uh, you know. My, and my mom, you know, from Henry Hill's perspective, he is what half Irish, half Sicilian. Yes. So he'll never be made because you can't track the full Sicilian heritage. Right. And uh, you know, then uh, you get the De Niro's character who is just Irish, and he'll never be made. So this is like this is like one of us getting made, and we're finally making you know the jump up. And when he walks in, he realizes right before it happens, oh shit, pop. And it's just this unceremonious fall yeah. as blood slowly – not slowly – just comes out of the top of his fucking yeah, head. Yeah, man. That God's eye is shot. It's not the full – all the president's men where it yeah. keeps going outwards, but you still have that overhead shot. And he just goes down. You see the light behind. Boom. Goes. You're like, fuck. They just killed Tommy. I just love his reaction. Oh, no. Nah, boom. Yeah. Done. That's the way it is. And then what? De Niro goes to the <sighs> payphone and he just starts boom, boom. Just the rage. Of, yeah. They thought they were finally, but it's also, you know. Yeah, losing his friend. He is. Yeah. Losing one of the few people that he actually trusts in this yeah. world. And guess what? There is no more trust. All your trust is gone because yeah. the rest of this movie is just hell. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking, you know, look, that's the life you chose. There's only a couple ways out. It's usually when I turn it off. I know. I know you don't like <laughs> really when don't. it all goes to hell. Really but that's that's the only true I mob know. story. I know. I just don't like it. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic moment. I remember watching it the first time in the theaters, you know, and you're just like that moment. You're like, oh shit! But there's a number of surprising deaths in that movie. But this is too right, right, right. No, 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 no. Absolutely. I just mean like it's great that they keep that theme going, and then yeah. boom, they give you that oh, one after you're the like, Lufthansa shit. heist. Yeah, right. All these one by one. Yeah, stacks. Yeah, fucking yeah, Sam, poor, Jackson, poor Sam just Jackson. Tiny little part. Ah, uh, they had to kill stacks because he would he. Uh, he didn't destroy the van. Yeah. Didn't get it compacted or whatever else. And they yeah. found them. Hey, get up. They go to his house. Uh, the one guy buys a new car and they kill him in the new car. With his wife. Yeah, with his wife. Uh, the one dude with the huge caterpillar eyebrows is frozen solid. He's hung on a meat, meat hook. hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just over and over and over. But his Frankie was Carbone. by far. You figured he was above the fray. Yeah. He isn't a nobody. It's fucking Joe Pesci. Yeah. Playing a pivotal character that everybody fears in this world of – you know, predators. Yeah. He is one. Everybody's like, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, try to stay on his good side. Henry Hilton, it was like, when the, oh, you think I'm a clown? Yeah. That uncomfortableness of like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, he's finally going to turn it. Like, I'm Spider. Yeah. Uh, am I going to be Spider? I'm not Spider. <laughs> Although Spider hasn't happened yet. Nope. But. You get that vibe, though. Can't blame him. Go no, get your no. shoe shine. Of Go get so. your shoe shine box. Your shine box. Yeah, yeah, your shine box. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. Keeping me. I know you've been gone a long time, but uh, things changed. I don't do shoe shines no more. Oh yeah, <laughs> things have changed. Guess what hasn't? I'm still made. Yeah, go get your fucking shine box, and you're like Dude. Frank Vincent, man, so good. Yeah, it is. It's so good. So when he gets clipped, and you're like, makes sense. Yeah, there's certain things you don't violate in this world that I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks to the movies. Um, all right, so then my number three, uh, which might be a controversial choice for some people, but when I was 12 years old and I saw this movie, I didn't know this was coming. Uh, Spock in Star Trek Two. Oh yeah, good call. I mean, that to me is that to me is. I had no idea it was going to happen because I wasn't someone who was reading the newspapers or the reviews or whatever. Like I was twelve, so I went to see this movie because I was a massive Star Trek fan of the original series. Watched all the seasons and uh, went in. And when he died, in that moment, I'm telling you, 
I'm the age that I am. It's 2019. I can still see that moment and get emotional because yeah. I remember being the kid in the theater, seeing it happen for the first time going, no, no. And it's so final because you think like, how can you kill off a cast member or like someone who's been with it forever yeah. this way? And I was like, man, I was so incredibly shocked. Uh, and um, the way it goes down and the reaction from Kirk where he's completely deflated against that wall or against that uh, whatever the barrier you're just like man and then his eulogy to him which is even more powerful what year did that come out 82 i think okay yeah because i think i saw the one after that that was my first star trek in the theater oh three i fucking hated it yeah three's not that great i hated it with um the intensity of a thousand suns (laughs) just the kids like you know young spock like crying in the whole world Going into this weird, ah! like, oh, dude, this is so depressing. Like, why am I? Why did you bring me to this? <laughs> and I love every movie at this age. That was what, like, eighty six ish. Three was eighty four. Eighty four. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Eighty six was uh, yeah four four. Yeah, which I loved. Yeah, four is great. Yeah. It's two, four, and six. Those are the best. I can defend one to a degree, just because it's a you know it's an interesting take on a Star Trek. And it's also how many TV shows shows make the leap to. They had to call it Star Trek the motion picture. Right. Just to get because, people to understand it wasn't like a TV yes, show they were showing. Yes, because this shit did not happen. Yeah. Nobody nobody went back and was like, oh, we got to turn, you know, w- even the most popular of shows. Yeah. You're never going to get a fucking Car 54, Where Are You, until Buster Poindexter. Yeah. All those years later, it's like that shit doesn't happen. No one right. thinks, hey, you don't make a good movie. <laughs> this TV show that's paper thin. Right. Sergeant Bilko, which I thought was going to be funny and wasn't. Yeah, Get uh, Smart, Yeah, which they made into a bad movie. That's true. That's very true. All right, what's your number two? Two, uh, I think, was the first the first thought when I had started racking my brain, and I was like, okay, surprising, unexpected. Little Bill in uh, Boogie Nights. He catches his wife. Oh, fucking him? Fucking around him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, William H. Macy. Because he kills himself after he kills his wife? Walks out. Yeah. Gun in mouth. Boom. And then they put that picture where he blew his brains out yeah. in the house to cover it up, but it just splattered out and the shock of it in the moment, as if this movie hadn't been shock after shock after shock. Yeah, it was yeah. shock and awe in, in some respect of this debaucherous side of the valley in the late 70s, yep. mid to late 70s. So I can't imagine what that scene was like. You know what I mean? Yeah. If this was even remotely close, this is probably on some level a whitewashed version mm-hmm. of a lot of shit that mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't even see like the organized crime element that was part of that world for a long time. Right, right. There had to be all kinds of nefarious shit going on <laughs> on the outskirts of this. Yeah. When you're making money doing this, it attracts the worst type of people. Yeah. Uh, and I know that from distinct experience. <laughs> <laughs> I am just assuming from afar. Now they make even more money, so it's probably cleaned up in almost a lot of those regards. No more organized crime. I'm sure they still have a finger in. Yeah, you know, a couple pies sure, around of here, course. but not fully clutching the pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like they, they once were, like they did in the times past. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, after the indignity of having seen his wife having sex out on the driveway in yep. front of all these people, and like being to- emasculated by his wife, like over and over and over yeah. again, and finally, just when he snapped, the it looked so crystallized and real on his face when he looks. Just straight away yeah. puts the gun in his mouth. But of course, there's no other option right now. Yeah. Doesn't take time to think about it because there are no more thoughts. His life is over. Yeah. And this is what he allowed on some level himself to become. And it's fucking brutal. Yeah. It was the first thing I thought of. And I was like, 
Lil Bill when he kills himself, man. That wow. stuck with me. That's a strong statement. Okay. I respect that. Damn. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number one is – or my number two, rather, is uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi in uh, A New Hope okay. in Star Wars. It was close, but at the same time, yeah. when he gives a preamble of if you strike me down, I'll yeah. become more powerful. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, he's not going to die. Well, for me, it was like, wait, what? Wait, why are you saying – and then boom, it happened. You're like, oh, shit. No. I remember like – the because I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it. On yeah, CBS or something like that, and I remember. Oh, for real? Yeah, like movie of the week or whatever it was. I can't remember the first time I saw it. Oh yeah, okay. Because uh, I remember like reacting, jumping up and down on the couch when it happened, like he, that he that they killed him. I was just, wow, what? No, you know I was an emotional child. Uh, not well, a shock. I mean, I'm sure not a shock to you. But, yeah. There's a reason. Yeah, but there's a reason that that movie is unlike any other movie in the entire cinematic history. Yeah, yeah. it has spun its own billion dollar industry that we all will happily go see. Yeah. Numerous times. Yeah. Even yeah. if they keep putting out subpar products, then in our estimation, yeah. by and large, I don't want to speak directly for you, but if memory serves, you know, Rogue One. Yeah. And uh, I like Rogue One. Sure. And I like bits and pieces of some of the other stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it hasn't been as successful for me. But at the same time, yeah. you could spin off like Mandalorian. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. I have nothing but faith. Uh, the next uh, Star Wars to come out in a couple months. Yep. Looking forward to it. Yeah, they're already I doing the good. reshoots. So we'll see. I hope reshoots save Rogue One. Yeah, too. They did. They so did. possibly, I would love to see what the original cut was. Sure, but I like. We'll see. I liked what we ended up with. So perhaps I don't disagree with you. Um, yeah, you know. it's good stuff. Uh, all right. So what's your number one? Uh, number one is uh, Bing Bong from Inside <laughs> Out. Bro, I was so close. Dude. So, so close to putting it on the list. I mean, I realized before it was going to happen. Yeah, that's why I didn't put it on the list. Well. I saw it coming. But I don't, I'm not denigrating, obviously. You're but feeling. the thing is, it's not like I guessed 40 minutes into the movie. Right. Oh, he's got to go. Right, right, right. It's just after the first, was it two failed attempts? And you're like, well, okay. Yeah. I've watched a lot of NASA stuff and read a bunch of rocket science stuff, and eventually it's payload. <laughs> it's just in my head watching this ostensibly a child's movie, but it's more so – I think that one's more so for adults, uh, adults and teenagers. And yeah. <laughs> knowing it's fucking payload, you got you to gotta reduce – we've seen it like how many, how many movies where they're in a helicopter and be like, dude, we got to start pitching stuff out or a cargo yep. plane. Yep. You got to start pitching stuff out yep. and knowing if we are going to clear this bar, we got to reduce the amount of cargo that we have on here. Yeah. Bing bong has to die. Wow. And then when it just take her to the moon for me, oh. like, motherfucking bing bong just died. Oh. Don't lose your shit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Don't lose your shit. Over this imaginary character in a fictitious world. So good, man. It is so good. I was, yeah. Oh, man. I went back and forth on whether to put it on the list because it was like – it's an animated death, but I was also like, but it, it, it carries the weight and I should have – and I, I was like, I should have – should, should, and I was like, well, I kind of saw it coming. So blah, blah, blah. with these other ones, I don't think I saw it coming. So I, I didn't uh, have an issue with that. But like this one, yeah. I well, mean, think about it. He he. When it when it starts to happen, you're like, oh no! Exactly. Yeah. Even though you knew it was coming, that kind of makes it even more impactful. Yeah. Like there are others, the, the Halloran that you brought up, where he brought up where he gets axed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you don't know that was coming, that's a secondary character that you don't really have an emotional connection to. Mm. So it's shocking. It's surprising. It's unexpected. But this is like, for the vast majority of the audience, my guess is they didn't guess that Big right. Long was about no, to die. Of course not. 
and even yeah, knowing made it uh, I think a little bit worse because mm-hmm. you don't want to see it. Yeah. The inevitability of fate. Yeah, good point. It's, yeah, he's now relegated to the forgotten zone, and yeah. he dies. It's yeah. like, oh my god, Bing Bong. <laughs> I never really had an imaginary friend as a kid. Yeah, neither have I. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Bing Bong. Nobody, nobody in my family did. Oh yeah. Yeah, none of my brother or sister. I don't recall having okay. had an imaginary friend. Uh huh. Interesting. Yeah. Did you know a bunch of kids that had imaginary no, friends? No, I can tell you offhand. I don't remember. Maybe one. That's how I feel. Somewhere in the back of my mind, I feel like there's probably one kid who had an imaginary friend or I heard about him having an imaginary friend. But there was no one that I knew that I consistently hung out with that would speak to an imaginary friend that yeah. I remember. Me either. Yeah. It's, it, it's brought up as one of those like, oh, yeah, kids have imaginary friends. Yeah. And yet I'm, I'm struggling to mm-hmm. recall. Mm-hmm. There has to be. I'm the same way. There's got to be somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they brought it up in passing ones, but I don't remember anybody like having full conversations and yeah. that you yeah. see in movies and whatnot. Yeah. Um, even if it's a little kid like it was for the little girl in Inside Out. Right. She's still having conversation on some level. It's true. It's true. Um, okay. So my number one is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and the, the Departed. Okay. Because I did not see that fucking coming at all. Like, really? At all. And uh, the way he kept avoiding death, I was like, this is – uh, this he's got him because I hadn't seen that whether it was based on the the Korean film that's based on I haven't I hadn't, infernal affairs yeah I hadn't seen that so I didn't know this was coming and so when the elevator door opens and he is like he's survived it all he's got Matt Damon in tow in the handcuffs this motherfucker is gonna get it done and a poof from a nobody from a fucking secondary character James Badge Dale Look. shooting him in the fucking head I was mad dude and shot. We both watch The Wire. I'm not going to say what happens, but there's a character that gets taken out by a nobody. Yeah, I, well, a nobody. Yeah, and you know, I only recently just watched The Wire, so like, uh, yeah, I don't want to. I want yeah. people to still go back and watch yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That when that moment happened, I was mad at my girlfriend for not having told me how that moment was going to go down. I, I was on either season. I was in the midst of watching the show, and someone revealed that oh. to me. Because we, me, the guy that gave me all the seasons, yeah, and I was like, I'm not kidding. I was staying up till uh, six, seven in the morning. It didn't, it didn't really matter, yeah, because I wasn't getting home till three or four, right? But I would watch two, three wires yeah. and be like, I have to go to sleep, even though tomorrow, unless I have an audition, I don't have anything to do during the day. But I don't want to get in the habit of staying up till seven in the morning, right? Four in the morning somehow doesn't bother me. Seven <laughs> seems ridiculous, extreme. just ridiculous. Uh, it just. <laughs> Kept I barreled through. I did it like every night. There were a couple of nights where I was up till eight, nine in the morning. Wow! Like, sun was coming up. It's like I'm watching another one. Yeah. Like so much so, it pissed me off when they started changing the theme song from season to season. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, no, I want season one, and then eventually you're like, okay, what are you guys doing this one? <laughs> like, but I do experience it all so quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then when it happens, it's like fuck. I like the Russian one. That's my favorite. But in in Departed, it, it yes, it was shocking to me, but at the same time, it instantly confirmed. Well, of course. More than likely, in the real world, bad is going to succeed just as often as good. How often does good mm-hmm. succeed? You know, there's a lot more motivation for greed and whatnot on bad side yeah. to corrupt individuals. Well, and and some people try to include uh, the Mark the the, the, uh, the Matt, Matt Damon, Damon death, but I'm like nah. that's not shocking. He had it coming. Uh, the Martin Sheen death is shocking. That's that's shocking. Yeah, that's the. I mean, like the 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 one two combo there is shocking for me. 
uh, DiCaprio and Martin Sheen in that movie, um, especially because Sheen dies like right in front of DiCaprio, like literally splats well, right in front of him. He comes in as basically his surrogate father. Yeah. That's what he's been to him on some level. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark Wahlberg's there to crack the whip. Yeah. And Martin Sheen, he's good cop. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg is bad cop. And good cop, and it's like he needed an ally in this, and that was his ally. And yeah. to watch him just get mowed down. Yeah, that one was. Yeah. But this one, does, this one does it because I just like it's just so out of the blue. It's just so out of the blue, and it's by nobody of significance. And you're just like, damn. And then kills Anthony Anderson as well when he comes rolling down. Mm-hmm. Like it's just this fucking guy, this guy, you know. And so um, it just for me, it's the one that I come back to all the time uh, when I think about shocking out of nowhere type of death. So I had to put it number one on my list. Uh, all right. Well, that's our separate uh, lists for the top 10 surprising movie deaths here on the top 10 show. Uh, now we're going to somehow attempt to put these uh, lists together uh, into one. Uh, I imagine the coin will be used a few times. Yeah, I don't see any way around that because if I, I just put bing bong on there. Yeah. The highest commonality then we have is like goose. Yeah, all goose, right. Okay, we did have one at least. Oh, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Right, right. Tracy Mills. Okay. But do they deserve to be one, two? No. Exactly. No. What do you got, number one? Bing bong. Oh. And you got DiCaprio. I do. Um, you know what? Well, I can accept bing bong because I was going to put it on the list anyway, and I talked myself out of it. All right. What's DiCaprio's character's name? Oh, Jesus. All right, I'll just put DiCaprio in... I can look it up. It's all right. I've already written DiCaprio, so okay, I can't okay. make, make room for it at this okay. point. All right. Um, uh, so what's your number two? My number two is Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right. Let's do Obi-Wan there. Okay. And my number two is Little Bill. Right. What do you got? Okay, we should probably do Goose and okay Tracy Mills at some point. So Tracy Mills, we can go there, I guess, at four, right? And then Goose after which, that. Where do you have Tracy? Uh, I have it at uh, six. I have that at six. I got Goose at five. Where do you have Goose? Seven. Five, seven, be two sixes. Uh, it's kind of the same. That's it is. So I would say give way to the five because it's the five. Okay. The goose one? Yeah. Oh, no, that would be Tracy. Uh, oh, tr- no, Goose. Yeah, you're it's right. Goose, right? Yeah, Goose. Okay. I mean, to me, it's like, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to fight on that. All right, what's your next highest? I got my three. Okay, I got my three, too. It's Spock in Star Trek Two. All right, I got Tommy DeVito and Goodfellas. All right, we got to flip it. I think this might be the first flip of Reno. <laughs> We've both been very diplomatic yes, thus far. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. It is Superman versus the Queen, and I appreciate that I am the Queen. I'm going to keep that joke. See if I can do it. uh, Don't you worry. You can joke away. There's a lot of ways to go with that. (laughs) I was anticipating something, got nothing. I move right forward with this. See if I can do it with this busted digit. Okay. There we go. It flipped around. What do you got? That is soups. Soups. I think it came up soups last time. You might have your own weighted coin. Come on now. Don't be ridiculous. Listen, you can have it. Okay. If it comes up soups next time. Then we have questions. Then we got a problem. And I'm okay with that. We have a, a perfectly weighted coin that we've used numerous times. But that's a perfectly weighted coin. It is not. We're, we have not established that. We established that with Matthew Hasso said that it's a perfectly weighted coin. 
Listen, I'm not going to say that Hasso is not a man of honor. <laughs> but I feel like you're insinuating he is. Until I see it, I can't just take it on your word. Right. This is vitally, you know, stinking important. I clean it up now after you. I've already dropped two, F, two or three F-bombs this show. <laughs> uh, what, are we flipping again? Just we might. You the, never know. That's why I brought the, it up. No, wait, no, we're not flipping up again now, right? I, I, don't, I just want to see what happens. Oh, Jesus. I just want to see what happens. All right. Wow, look at that, Superman. Oh. That is a... Well, well, well. What's it like to be on the other side? Okay, so last time Superman was facing okay. up... It could also you... be the way you're flipping. I'm, I'm flipping pretty With decently. It is a digit. I don't know. It is, you know, it's making rotations <laughs> in the air. We'll do Queen on top this time and see what happens. All right, that hit the cord, but it's still Superman. Okay. I'm telling you, man, this thing is all soups. We'll do Queen again. He loses one foot coin roll. Superman. Wow. It's the way you're flipping it. Let me see. Let me try. I feel like it's the way you're flipping it. Even when you did that, Superman. Go ahead. Let's see this. That did not – it didn't rotate in the air at all, and it's still Superman. It's the queen, right? Is it? Okay, that's what – no rotation. That's what you need to, for me to win on this. There we go. That's a good flip. We got a queen. We got a queen. So well, that's one queen out of ten, nine. That's one out of nine. What do we th- – that didn't rotate at all? What did we land on? The queen. Yeah, those two don't count. There you go. That's something. Superman? It's Superman. Superman? Uh, that's the queen. All right, I'll take you on your word. That's fine. Yep. So that's two for ten out of the queen-ish. That's Superman again. Superman again. That's, uh... Well, the queen's still landing. That's eight for eleven on Superman. Uh, yeah. Superman again. That's nine for soups. Superman again. That's ten for Superman. Pretty sure this coin is not weighted properly. Here we go again. And it's queen, but that didn't really rotate much in the air. There we go. That's a good flip. Good flip, and... All right, that's the third or fourth queen out of, like, 15. That's a Superman. We can do this all day. I'm going to be saying Superman more often than not. I love this uh, visual for an audio podcast. We got a queen. That's a... I don't know. Someone keep tally and let us know on Facebook.com forward slash groups. That's a queen. For his last the top ten show. That's Superman. Do one more. One more. One more. What do we got? That hit the chair. Hit the queen, though. Tally that up, someone out there, please. Even though we're asking post-fact, let us know on Twitter at mattnost.com. Or not mattnost.com. <laughs> at mattnost or at the Roca says. Yeah. Or go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the top ten show. Jesus Christ. I think we found out this, this coin is bogus. How am I out of shape from just flipping a coin? Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't got to get in a gym, man. All okay. right. It's a great question. Uh, I will honor the first flip okay. because we did not know. Okay. Spock from Star Trek 2. Even when he look, look how he's like, I will honor the first. Oh, just saying, oh. I could say that those results were invalidated. You could. I could. And I'd have a legitimate case. I would have had a legitimate case uh, weeks not, ago. Anytime I said there was no rotation, it literally went up as a saucer and landed as a saucer. So those do not count. Right, those are not legitimate flips. Fair. All right. So when you know the tally individual, take that into account. Because <laughs> if I don't like the, the number, I might come back and check it myself. Tommy DeVito would be number eight. Okay. What's your next highest? Uh, four, 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 Gandalf, Lord of the Rings at four. Um, okay, I got my four Ellie from up. You want to give me Ellie on this one? And you since you just got Spock on the shenanigans. Yeah, it's uh, not coin. shenanigans. Shenanigans coin. I will uh, be the gentleman here and give of you. Of course, I give love you the Ellie. pause. 
<laughs> fucking the air of dignity that you're giving the proceedings. Absolutely. Looking down your nose at your laptop, making no eye contact. How dare you? It's uh, it's dictatorial at best. I, <laughs> I love you stress the dick part. <laughs> well, you know, you got to get the diction of the sentence is very important. I shall concede your Ellie. Uh, it was Ellie, and then I'm sorry. Uh, Gandalf. Gandalf. Yeah. Although I kind of want to put General Zod on there, but all right. I feel like let's put Zod on there, man, because like you know, like you said, it's in the story that he's going to die in that moment for Zod, for Gandalf. So and that was Man of Steel. Yeah, Man of Steel. All right, we good? We are good. Let's do this thing. The top ten surprising movie deaths. Yeah. At number ten, General Zod, Man of Steel. At number nine, Alien Up. At number eight, Tommy DeVito, Goodfellas. At number seven, Spock, Star Trek Two. At number six, Tracy Mills, Seven. At number five, Goose, Top Gun. At number four, Little Bill, Boogie Nights. At number three, Obi Wan, Star Wars. At number two, DiCaprio's character in The Departed. Departed. And our number one top ten surprising movie deaths is Bing Bong Inside Out. I don't know how that got to be number one. Oh, my God. Um, there it is. Uh, good, good list. So we've got uh, Mr. Christopher Brockman's list. Oh, yeah. Let's take a look at that. Our uh, amazing patron that supports us over at the top ten. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash the top ten with the number ten. Hell, yeah. Uh, Christopher says, there are undoubtedly some glaring omissions from my list and maybe a cheat, but here it is. Okay. How do you have a cheat? There's a lot of deaths to choose from. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 is X-Force minus Domino in Deadpool 2. Okay. That's cool. Sure. Yeah. I would say that. I don't have a problem with that one. Yeah. And I liked a lot, a lot of the deaths, especially like uh, uh, Brad Pitt's. Yep. Out of nowhere. Yep. Oh, shit. Was that Brad Pitt? Uh, number nine was Colonel Austin Travis. A.K.A. Steven Seagal from Executive Decision. That's true. It, it, that's when the Seagal hype was high. To having him die like that was pretty shocking. I agree. Uh, that is uh, one of the Seagals I do not go back to watch, so I do not care. Mm. Number eight, Ellie Fredrickson from Up. There you go. There we go. Kaboom. Uh, seven was Bill Murray in Zombieland. Okay. I almost put it on, but... I thought yeah. about it, um, but it didn't have the same impact. Yeah. Uh, six is Thomas J. Senate. I didn't know his last name, actually. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin and uh, My Girl. Mm-hmm. Thomas J. is what I knew him as. I thought about that one, too. Uh, next is five, Russell Franklin, Sam Jackson, and Deep Blue Sea. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chad Feldheimer, a.k.a. Brad Pitt and Burn After Reading. All right. He gets clipped in that uh, closet. True. Uh, Billy Costigan is Leo DiCaprio's That's, name. There it is. Because it's number three from The Departed. Departed. Uh, Julian Taylor. Uh, A.K.A. Julianne Moore from Children of Men. Mm-hmm. And finally, number one is Marion Crane, A.K.A. Janet Lee in Psycho. Yeah. And he said there are too many honorable mentions to list them all, but some of the harder ones to keep off include Peter Parker uh, from Into the Spider-Verse. And... Ophelia and Pan's Labyrinth, Goose from Top Gun, Thank and you. Snoke from The Last Jedi. Perfect. You picked that up right where the other left off. That's how it works. Okay, there you go. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that's that's the alley to the oop, my friend. Oh, uh, you set one up, the other one knocks it down because it's a fucking professional. <laughs> that's why. And now we got shout out time. Yeah, for all our uh, patrons that uh, support us. If if you join at the five dollar and up level, you get to uh, shout outs. You also get to participate. Technically, you submit questions for 
um, the topic thunder, and you can get that email address from patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Uh, those that can, uh, you know, uh, can be a part of that show, you can find it there. I don't want to announce it here because that is exclusive. It is. For you individuals over there. Yes, it is. But if five bucks and up, you uh, get a shout out and is our way of saying thank you every month to everybody that has supported us since we came back. Yeah. And, uh, you are the reason we are here. You are the wind beneath our wings. hey And I am uh, ready to start this whenever you are, my Let's friend. do it. I'm good. Let's see. Can I expand the cell? Will it let me expand the cell? I cannot. Can you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I just hit the thing and moved it over. Trying to do that, and it Is will not coming? let me do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got it looking like this. Yeah, I don't. I've got it at looking like this as a CSV oh. form, but then you can't. Nope. Usually it'll change into that, like a kind of ruler extension right now. Oh, that's weird. And all it does is just. All right. So I might miss. All right. Help me out if I screw up uh, Can you last it name. With your fingers, just in case. Nope. nope. It just keeps right. spreading the cursor out. All right. Fair enough. Let me see. Um, let me we, try. We are experiencing technical difficulties. We are. Please which just sucks. Online. If you can't do that, do, 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 do. I'm right. at two percent on my computer too. I am so opening it in Excel, and we are good to go. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Should we go? Do you want me to start or you want to start? Go for it. Okay. Matthew Hassel. Christopher Brockman. Andrew Hayes. Andrew Nally. Corey O'Connor. David Mitchell Baker. Drew Enns. Jonathan Carroll. Mackenzie Horner. Mike Barrington. Steven Anderson. Wiley Todd. Willie Logie. Christos Alexakos. Yo, Eric Grebner. Andrew Marker. Andy Tan. Angela Dashner. Anthony Casalnova. Ashley Prowls. Ben Cartwright. Bernie Knapp. There he is. Billy Gilliams. Bobby Carney. Chris Lemke. Clay Williams. Uh, Drake Fromsdorf. Ellis Manjaka. Eric S. Scott. Frank Montoya. Jeff Kelly. George Manjaka. James Leggett. Jason Bradshaw. Jeremy Metz. Joe Farrelly. John Douse. Joseph Burtwistle. Uh Josh Westitz. I think. Josh Mabry. Johanna Linavirta. Keith Fitzgerald. Kevin Foss. Kevin Hills. Kristen Kurtz. Lawrence Witt. Louis Berrigan. Mark Fawcett. Mark Manjaka. Matt Hall. Mitchell Briel. Uh, Niall Blackie. Paul Cree. Rice Seaborn. Uh, Robert Haley. Ryan Nem. Sean Brennan. Steve Schluckabire. Stephen Boyd. Sue Giant. Pardon me. Sue Giant Fernando. The Blast from Our Past podcast. Timothy Berg. TJ Starman. Tyler Spots. Zach Butts. Adelardo Fuente. Alex Ramsey. Alex Russell. Aliyah Moore. Ahmad Ali. Andreas Kronstadt. Andres Mendoza. Anthony George. April Rybacki. Asa Denning. Ben Quirk. Ben Archambault. Blake Gaunt. Blake Jensen. Uh, Bobby Michael. Brian Akins. Bobby Bobby Michael. <laughs> uh, Cameron Belgrade. Cameron Chapman. Chris Cabrera. Chris, Chris Consiglio. Chris Judge. Christopher Green. Christopher McIntyre. Cody Seal. Cody Markham. Dale Varley. Dan Culbertson. Oh, the prettiest man in the world. Dan Nye. <laughs> Uh, until you get to L.A., Dan, then you're going to walk into a room full of tens and realize that you are no longer a ten. <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate. It's, it's happened to all of us. Yep. Dan Petraglia. <laughs> Daniel Shaboot. Just saying. He's going to start auditioning. He is. There's going to be some tough rooms, man. <laughs> Daniel McCarty. Danielle Kelly. Darren Bush. Deborah Torres. Derek Giateng. Drew Burkhart. 
Uh, Dwayne Joseph Burke. Dylan Bowler Dempsey. Dylan Johnson. Dylan Yoon. Uh, Ed Buzzkirk. Edward Dobbins. Elijah York. Eric Bouchard. Eric Stevenson. Gareth Weldon. Garrett Bates. Gunner. Oh, shit. Sorry, guys. My thing just went out. Uh, here, I will bring around to you. I think I can get it. I think I can get it. You, you're you're good. It just give me just a Well, two... I, unfortunately, I am tethered on this mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the, I can unclip. No, no, no. It's uh, just a simple clip. I just, I, I just have to find the email that has the thing on it. And you know, then you know, I flip the point some up. more. Let's see what we come up with. Let's get this <laughs> no, tally back up. In trouble. Let's get this tally back up. All right. Queen is facing up and oh, go. Oh, my God. Uh, that is uh, that is a queen. We got. I finally uh, flipped the see, queen. A queen. Yeah, uh, flipping again. You know what? We got another queen. Oh we snap! Got another queen. I shouldn't. I should have put this back. I should have put this yeah, back. See, we were Superman. Oh. <laughs> we'll get right back on Superman's uh, frequency real quick. Superman. All right. Uh, no Let's problem. See. Watch this. Who you might want to take a guess? Superman. Superman. All right, where did we leave off at? Do you remember? Doing one more. All right. That is a queen. We actually ended even on that one. All right, good. I that was three. There three. we go. So it's no shenanigans. Where we? Do you remember where we left off at? Uh, let's see. We did Elijah York, Eric Bouchard, Eric Stevenson. I think. Didn't you just do Gareth Weldon? Uh, no, you did Gunner, and then it went out. Yes. We just went Gunner. Ah, shit. Okay. Uh, so Hans Eskelson is the next. Do you see that? Okay, Haley Morton. Ian Brick Beltran Lopez. James Appleby. Jan Via Canazar. Jason Liao. Jeff Knudsen. Uh Jeff Saliba. Jeremy Bowers. JLC three se- JIC three seventeen. Jim uh, White. Uh Joe Abara. Joe McPhee. Joey Anthony. John Keefe. Jonathan Chase. Joseph Viola. Josh Sachs. Justin O'Neill. Kevin Archer. I think that's Keith Archer. Oh, sorry, Keith Archer. Sorry. And then Kevin Shaw. That's what threw you off. Fair enough. Uh, Hey, Kristen Smith. Christia Veselchik. Kyle Beckworth. Or Veselchich. Kyle Feller. Lindsay Toll. Louis Carrizales. Mallory Garrett. Marcel Behrman. Marcus Davenport. Matt Hannigan. Matt Yund. Matthew Pullen. Maurice Robinson. MF Doom. Michael McDade. Michael Schmur. Nathan Leonard. Nick Francis. Nizar Alabasi. Noel Kelleher. Pat Bulfamante. Peter Bellin. Peter Ross. Phil Morissette. Phil Neglia. Philip Renshaw. Rachel Silvestrini. Hola. Ravi Prasad. Reagan Lovig. Rob Harris. Roque Orellana. Ruben Enriquez. Ryan M. Brandos. Scott Zarnecki. Shane Noble. Simon Bruyard. Skylar Alessi. Spencer Freightway. Tim Begg. Tim Franco. What's up, Tim? TJ Daniels. Wayne Murphy. Uh, Zirian Gigglesan. Nice. Mm-hmm. Ben Berkowitz. AJ Barrera. Aaron Carroll. Abby Lugo. Alan Bennett. Alexander Marzonia. What up, Alex? Andre Castan- Castanesco. Right. Andrew Herbs. Uh, Andrew O'Day. Andy Ortiz. Archie Bear. Uh, Martin Tuttle. Blair Simpson. Charlie McKenna. Chelsea Lewis. Chris Jones. David Gregson. Dimitri Melot. DJ Red Hot Cox. Sure, sure. Eric Messox. Messix. Evan Bistrom. Evan Zoller. Uh, Giancarlo Simonetta. Grecia Romero. Houston Bodily. Ian Horner. Uh, Isaiah Hoffman. Jacob Pullen. James Petty. James Trapani. James Winstead. Jason Taylor. Jeff Peters. Jen Kemp. Jim Payne. Joe H.Y. Johanna Schmidt. John Holloway. Jordan Wilshire. Josh Lawrence. Josh Murphy. Joshua William. Joshua Wine. Joshua, I mean, Juan Reyes. 
Julian Key. Catherine Samuels. Ken Reels. Kim Lehiff. Uh, Kyle Spahn. Laura Deverson. Luke Allison. Luke Larson. Magalie Dore. Matt Chipping. Matthew Lee Cravens. Mike Shea. Nathan Williams. Oh, sorry. Uh, Nathan Williams, you say? Yep. Nick Dornoff. Patrick Campbell. What's up, PJ? Patrick Zamora. Philip Lane. Rob McDonald. Rodrigo Valverde III. Ryan McKenna. Scott Kohler. Seamus Braytag. Sean Scott. Seth Shearer. Stacey Flores. Steve Scully. Stephen Armstrong. Oh, the cinephiles. Thanks, Steve. Uh, Thomas Price. Thomas Streeton. Thorsten Amuller. Timothy R. Williams. And finally, Will Morse. Yeah, that's it. Well, thank you so much to everybody who is uh, on this list and is uh, riding and dying with the top ten. It means a lot. It does. And um, occasionally we get tweets from people and be like, hey, you know, I had to to drop out and then two months later we'll get a tweet. I'm back in. I went even higher. And other people like, you know, it's fluid. It's support what you can. If you can't financially support, then we appreciate you listening to the show yep. or give us a review somewhere. You know, shoot us a tweet. Whatever yeah. you can do to interact and help us basically spread the love of this show. And that's what I'm going to choose to call it. Uh, the love of this show. I like it. I like it. Uh, we appreciate all the support that we get, but to our patrons, we would not be here doing yeah. this. We would not have come to all these cities or mm-hmm. have all kinds of different extra shows and whatnot for you if it if it weren't for the support of those individuals that from day one said, please start a Patreon. Yeah. We would love to support you. So if you're listening and you like what you've heard and, and you know you want to choose a show, you want to jump on the, the relist, you want to listen to the Topic Thunders, hit us up at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. We appreciate uh, everyone's support and we thank you eternally. Yeah, absolutely. Everything, I echo everything Matt said and more. You guys have been amazing. Thank you so much for riding and dying with us over the last few years and especially jumping from uh, format to format. How we, we're putting this thing together and still building it, so it means a lot. And we got more to come. We got more to come, more more uh, shows and all that jazz, more ideas uh, down the road. So thanks so much. Um, that's it for me. Do you want to follow Matt at Matt Nost? Yeah, uh, follow me at Matt Nost and John. At the Roca says. Uh, and until the next time, this is the Top Ten Show, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.